Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 100. And what, Brayden? 63. 163 of Lil Movie Talk, everyone. You heard it here first. Get excited. We're all here. We're all ready to do it. Yeah, woo. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I probably could have sounded a bit more enthusiastic, you know. We should be enthusiastic. It, we, it's been a big week. We've got two new movies that we're talking about this week. And two Alexes. And two, two Alexes. <laughs> Three. Three. Little Alex in the photo. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, amazing. You never have too much Alex. What do you want to start with first? Because we've got a lot to talk about this week. So do you want a, do you want a nice... Uh, ease in, or do you want to get right into the? Right, I want to know where the hell you are. <laughs> so, I'm, <laughs> so I'm, I'm in uh, an echo chamber. Um, no, I'm, I'm kidnapped, Brayden. Michaela and I are house sitting at the moment, so I'm not at my usual space. Right, um, Brayden's on um, the road. I haven't got my nice camera or anything. Well, I've we got had, my nice mic. We had Chris on the road the other week. Now we got Brayden on the road this week. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I got a dog. I got to look over and check and make sure it's still breathing. So Everyone's on their own. Sixteen years old. Sixteen. Sixteen Sweet years 16. old. Sixteen. Very old boy. dog. <laughs> Very old dog. Bless. He's a good That's boy, though. Guys, yeah, like, yeah, I'm one. getting my shit together on my end too. I've. It looks more like non-communal space. Yeah, are you doing a good job? I'm. I'm appreciating. Right, I put it. him up just for a bit of extra flair in the background. Uh, Michael's also sure. looking better. Hey, Michael's I'm not on, on a laptop anymore. Michael's not on a laptop. That's incredible. Michael's looking better. So now we've just got Michael's internet issues to worry about. Look, that's not going away anytime soon. Michael so. also sounds better with a microphone in front of his mouth. Yep. We're, we're going to get bad. there, everyone, basically. And Christian's French. There will be a week. There will be a week <laughs> where all of us will have our shit together at the same time, and it's going to be mind-blowing. How's, how's yeah. the sale going on the roadcaster, Braden? Uh, I have one more mic to sell, yeah. Um, which is possibly going to be tomorrow if my family's home, because I'm obviously not home to sell it. So The Roadcaster, though, are we selling the big boy? Oh, Roadcaster, I just had someone offer 300 for it, and I said, God, no. I'll send that man to the bank to get more money. Yeah, it's, uh, it's worth yeah, more than that. You're more than selling this, Braden and Notch, we, because Shopee would just start yelling at someone for we, that. We bought that for eight hundred dollars. Yep, more yeah. close to nine hundred. I'm, I'm selling it at a very reasonable, quite low price because seven hundred and ninety nine dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Recommended retail. Um, no, no. Uh, someone can snatch that up if they want it. Um, for your streaming services or for your It is podcast. much better that Braden's in charge of all of this because I would yell at people. Yeah. I, I sell stuff all the time on, like, Gumtree and Marketplace. And, and the street, and you know. And just talk, uh, hawking out in the street. Mm-hmm. Just like, hey, yo, you want to buy this? Seals don't pay themselves. you got to sell the body. That's it. Um, oh, well, <laughs> that's, a, that's my other job. Um, Greenlight comic. No. Um, speaking of comics, haha, segue. The Boys. Oh, we're starting off with the boys. I'm starting off with the boys. Yeah, we we've got two well. big reviews, and we're going to let people simmer. And oh, what do they think of Thor? Oh, what do they think of Black Phone? That's all coming later. We like one more than the other. Is the case with all things when this pairs. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, Christian, you and I watched a show. We've been watching a show throughout this uh, last few weeks, and it's called The Boys. I'm not sure if anyone's heard of it. 
Uh, a few people might have heard of it. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's like a small company called Amazon. I mean, even a, a small country hick town like Adelaide has the boys posters all throughout the city. Oh, are we a country, <laughs> are we a country hick town? Yeah, we're a tiny, we're just a little we're outback. A flyover state. Like an outback steakhouse of a, of a town. I hate that we're a country hick town. <laughs> anyway, so the boys season three ended uh, last week. <laughs> we're here to talk about it. I don't have COVID, I swear. Sure. <laughs> Had COVID. Now I don't. Yeah, look, we spoke about the last few episodes last time, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Did we speak about episode eight and nine? I don't think we've spoken about episode nine, but definitely I mentioned eight, I believe, one week. Yep. Well. Herogasm. We love Herogasm. We do love Herogasm. I've heard the, uh, the finale, um, it, it, it didn't have like a lot of great moments because the, the few episodes before were so great. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then the finale, what it did have is the big the coming together. Had the of, source. It, yeah. There, there was a huge confrontation between multiple parties. Mm. Try not to spoil this. Yeah, we can't <laughs> really spoil it too much, but in case you haven't watched the show, and then obviously you have people like Michael and Braden who haven't seen the show, we don't want to spoil for them. But, uh, you know, this season we had a lot of, conf- uh, we had a lot of uh, confrontations we've been waiting for. And then there was a lot of a uh, lot of uh, team swapping, I guess we can say. Yeah, we'll say that. Yeah, wasn't that in Hero Gasm episode? <laughs> no, there's a lot of semen swapping, Braden. Uh, yes, yes. Ooh. Look, this this show is amazing. Right, the writing right now is on another level. like, just this these these interactions with the characters, like they've been building a lot of them up for so long. And then there's even still the enigmas like Black Noir, who in the last few episodes, like they just blew up what what he was like. Um, and then you know we have we have Homelander, who uh, kind of we're, we're we're switching it up on Homelander <laughs> finally. Homelander, yeah, got some morals. He did. <laughs> Homelander got a bruise. Yeah, and a blood nose. Spoiling too much. And so, a blood nose. Homeland's, home, Homelander We'd, got a bloody nose. We'd never seen Homelander bleed or get hurt before. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, it yeah. was great. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really hard to spoil, but I really look, the the finale's got a lot of people mixed on it. Um, I personally loved it. Um, it was much more of a in terms of writing. It was more well written than big moments. Yeah, uh, yeah, like there was just a some there was just a lot of beats. It's hard to explain, but like I liked, I loved everything that happened. But like, it's not standouts that maybe the other two se- uh, season finales were. Um, yeah, it did something that I didn't want it to do. But after they did it, I'm now more I'm okay with how it's looking for the next season. Yeah, there's not as like a big moment to kind of call to like herogasm, <laughs> but like mm-hmm. it was good. It, it like Alex said, it, it really hit emotional tones. We saw a whole other side of Homelander mm-hmm. at the same time as him being humbled. That's the word I was looking for earlier. <laughs> humbled. Nice. Humbled. Homelander has been humbled. He's a humble boy now. That's right. Well, that's a stretch, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but like, obviously, we're beating around many, many bushes here. Like yeah. a herogasm. Um, hey. uh, um, there's just too much we can't. We, we, there's a lot we want to say, but a lot we can't because of spoilers. Yeah. So, 
Go watch the boys. Watch, go on, I'm gonna go watch the boys. Please Maybe go watch the chat boys. about that. Yeah. I find it really interesting, like how well the Garth Ennis comics have been adapted into TV shows that have been really successful. Bet- this really is actually good. better than the comics. Uh, and everyone, yeah. it, this is like widely agreed on that the show is better than the comics. Well, it, it's super interesting because like both Preacher and The Boys are things that have been from Garth Ennis. Like it's incredibly interesting to see how both of them have mm-hmm. done really well for themselves, which is cool. Yeah. Like that, I, I mean, that, that man is uh, messed up <laughs> and <laughs> writes some crazy weird shit. Yeah, Preacher's I mean, pretty great. I've yeah. never seen the uh, the comics, but from what I've heard, the changes in the show, are, if anything, expanding on the, the characters. Mm-hmm. But you were telling me about Black Noir earlier. Noir's super different um, in the comics than he is in the show. Like, like basically the only thing about him is that, the same about him is that uh, he wears a black suit and doesn't talk. That's the, yeah. only, that's the only same thing. Whereas in the show, they just humanized the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. Like, they had me crying for Black Noir just because... He's had such a horrible life. I just remember back in season one where it's like, not you, Noir, you're doing great. Yeah. But yeah, we love, we love the yeah. boys. Yeah. And everyone, please go it's watch re- the It's really good to see with these, yeah, yeah these uh, adaptations where it's been years since the original, like, original release of the stuff. Like, same thing with Invincible. Like, the TV show, like, when you've got another 10 years to think about pacing and how you want to tell your story for a wider market you can edit it down to make it a really strong, really, really strong product. Chris, what do we um, like? What do we like more? The boys are invincible. Oh, give me invincible. Another season of invincible. Cause we've had three seasons of the boys. I think I'm more high uh, on invincible. I went through and read everything of invincible and I still okay. have You got the big ones. Yeah, I have, have it all. I've read all of invincible. Uh, I haven't, finished all of the boys. I don't think I've even read the first Omnibus of the Boys. Yeah, I'd be more quick to recommend the boys to to, to people. Like, Oh, I, of course, it's more accessible. It's not animated people. Uh, the fact that, that it's animated true. will um, throw, which, people throw, off. throw people off Invincible. Yeah, that's mm. true. I, I did introduce it to some people who didn't watch the whole first episode and, and stopped watching and it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, you, yep, you missed it. You missed it. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> yeah, not watching the whole first episode. That first episode, yeah, Michael did that. <laughs> Who would do such yeah. a thing? Oh, that, there's one of them among us. Yeah, yeah I no, went back. I went back. That, that's the thing, like the first episode of Invincible, if you don't watch that last episode, people come away just going, it's just a generic cartoon. Uh, super yeah, it's not that special. Yeah. It's not special. It's, like, it's like the kids. whole point of the plot the pilot is that the last yeah yeah definitely like literally going back and just watching the end credit thing literally flipped my entire like i was gonna give it it hooks you yeah i was gonna i was still gonna give it the time of day like i was still gonna watch the series but like yeah like choppy said it hooked you as soon as i like watched that last like the end credit part I was just ready to go. I was like hit the floor running i want to watch it all now i haven't watched it in a year and i'm probably gonna start watching it again well, we haven't even had any news of when we're meant to expect the next season. They're, they're working on it. They they've started yeah. voice recording. Yeah. Oh, good. Don't, don't yeah, exciting. Don't rush it. I don't, I don't want them to rush but it. Kind of um, rush it because I really want to see what you guys do. <laughs> <laughs> like all the changes Invincible has made are incredible. Mm-hmm. Like the changes from the, the comics, fantastic. But the changes mm-hmm. from the comic are, are awesome. Yeah, okay. they're doing a very good job mm-hmm. over there. Both Amazon, 
Good on him. Well, the only other thing I have to say about the boys, and I hope is the same for Invincible, is that the production, like, is just, season one is not any different from season three. It still feels the Mm -hmm. same. It feels like, like everything's still on point. Like, there's no pacing, writing. It's not like Game of Thrones. There's no phoning it in. Like, you go back and watch season one of Game of Thrones and you're like, yeah, this definitely wasn't, like, to the scale it was now. Yeah, Um, and you're just used to, like, you turn on the new season and it, it just feels different. You know, but the the boys, yeah, you could watch it continuously through. Like it, the notes they're hitting in season three feel exactly the same as in season one. Like it's adrenaline right. inducing. We love the boys. Give we us, too. Give us more boys. There is one other boy who wears a mask <laughs> and is very creepy. Ah, Ethan Hawke. There are multiple boys in that film, actually. Yeah, there's multiple boys. By the end of it, there's not many. Um, We went to a press screening and we got to go see Black Phone, starring Ethan Hawke, the the new horror movie, The Black Phone. Flown? Drop drop the the. It's cleaner. Drop the the. It's cleaner. (laughs) Black Phone. Um, From the director of who? What did they? Who was it? Scott Derrickson. Hey, Top Gun. No, what was it? Director Scott Derrickson, director of um, Sinister and Doc- the first oh, Doctor Strange. Sinister. Yeah. I feel like when you told me about that, you also mentioned the director of Top Gun. Yeah, no, we did. We're talking about something else. <laughs> we're talking about that new Netflix movie with Miles Teller and Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, that, Top Gun director, guys. Spider <laughs> Just, just <laughs> letting you guys know that I'll leave that information out. out there for all of you. You can do what you yeah. want with that. But no, we, we saw the black phone. Mm-hmm. And when, what did we think? Oh, it was a phone that was black. The um, phone was black. The phone was black. I, I enjoyed it. I was shitting myself going into this movie because I thought it was going to be really, really scary. It was minimal um, on the jump scares, but they were, yeah, they were pretty good. So two or three of them. There were, the biggest scares three. in the film were the jump scares, but they were warranted jump scares because the thing yeah, that they yeah. were doing was actually scary. Like It's not like one of those jump scares where it's just a cat running out of bush and they still put the big... Yeah. Uh, and, and they hold a 30-second slow zoom on the bush before it happens. Mm-hmm. So you... Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So Whereas, yeah, in this, it was very much like it is completely warranted. Every yeah. single one was like exactly done how it needed it's, to be. It's they actually managed to immerse you in something and then jump scare you yeah. rather than just you waiting for the next scare to come. Yeah. And hey, the kids do a good job in this movie. They do. Child acting in this. In oh, this child one actors are great. Yeah. Um, they hold it together. They throw a child abuse scene at you early on. Oh, and Jesus. this little girl does a performance because, oh, my God, like, oh. I was almost tearing up. I it thought was, it was real. Like, really, I thought they actually yeah. beat this little girl. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was legitimately hard and horrible yeah. to watch. Like, you, you, every single second it continued, you were just sitting there going, Oh my god, this is horrifying. This is the horror part of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I want this to end. And but then oh. they really uh, build up this little character of this little girl because, you know, obviously mm. she deals with that shit. She's uh, not too scared about talking to other adults, <laughs> you know. In she's... an incredibly adult way. Exactly. And, um, yeah, she has some great dialogue, especially with the police what about uh, the investigators. F- what about the fight scene? Yeah. Earlier on in the oh, film, she fucking rocks that kid in the head with a rock. There yeah. is. There's a, yes. there's, a, there's a lot of bullying themes. 
Um, and their depictions of her is just like, oh, I, I love the part. I would though. not want to go to this middle school. I love the part though where she smacks a kid in the head of the rock. He just starts bleeding heaves. He goes yeah. and sits up against the He's fence. Having a little freak out. And then they beat the shit out of her. And then she just goes up and sits next to him by the fence. And they both just yeah, continue like, to watch. Yeah. Both out of action. Right. So like, just, like, yeah. It's the most like that is so believable for a middle school. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's, it's weird. This has been They're out in the, with, yeah. this has been out in the US for a little bit. And um, I will say that we're probably going to go into some spoilers for the black phone. Mm. So if you're not ready for black phone spoilers, <laughs> Um, anywho, but I'm not going to go on spoilers right now. I'm just prefacing that if yeah, I have spoilers yeah. to say, <laughs> this is we not a safe space at the moment. Um, Ethan Hawke as the bad Fantastic. Guy. Absolutely brilliant. He Love that the mask kind of yes. just changes and he can. Oh, oh, him chopping and changing the mask. Yeah. He smiles or frowns and Gave nothing them multiple at the faces start. To oh. that even evil character as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's such a integral part of his whole freaky weirdness he's clearly unhinged i mean um, the whole he's, he's got the whole magician vibe and he's doing the laughing and the, the chattering in, yep. yeah the whole idea of the balloons and the van is just i mean this is set in the late 70s uh so, it was early 80 no it was this, like i don't know i think it was like early. 78 or something yeah, yeah. Um, 78 and michael how do you know <laughs> oh, I've, I've looked it up. Okay, I, was looking, I, looking, I was looking at the thing. Oh no, no! What are you talking about? I saw the movie. My favorite part was when the black phone rang. That was that was I mean, the best part. I clearly, that just happened. Did. Did happen. yeah. rang. Look at that! I don't even have to see the movie to know what happens. <laughs> it's about a phone, Michael. What do you think's gonna happen? We get a text message. It's not. It's not in the. It's in the title. It was. It wasn't a very big stretch. Okay. Oh my god. But yeah, um, Ethan Hawke straight up. Yeah, the all the kidnapping stuff is also horrible to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Brayden, I thought that wasn't the word coming out of your mouth. I thought you were about to say awesome, and I was about to just be like, that. right on the side. Love the kidnapping. That <laughs> Love, kidnapping, it, yeah. excellent. So, job some of the best. Here. We have the best kidnapping ever. No. <laughs> well, I mean, the, I, I gotta say, hands down, the idea of the balloons, like to hide it. It's pretty good. Terrifying. Yeah, smart guy. Um, I love early. Yeah. I, I realized uh, very, very quickly. I didn't realize going into this, um, but when it came up in the opening credits, I was like, oh my God, this makes complete sense. Um, it's based on a Joe Hill short story. Um, Joe Hill being uh, the son, another horror writer of uh, Stephen King. Uh-huh. And that makes so much sense going further into the movie. It does. Uh, yeah, there's some things that I don't love in the film. Mm. thought it could have been tighter. Yeah, so a start is it's quite a slow burn. It's a slow yeah. burn. It takes a while to get to the thing. Yeah, um, we all yeah. had that sense where we we really liked the plot and like the things that happened, but it didn't click in a masterful way well, together. And then and that maybe that's yeah. My other thing is that when we finally get there, I believe there are only two acts to this film. There is Act <laughs> One before everything okay. happens, and then Act. Yep. In Act Two, when he gets taken by Ethan Hawke, and to me that all merges into one act. There's no separation between him being trapped and him then the finale. To me, it yeah. kind of just it's just one big chunk. I never felt, you know, you know, in a film. Yeah, I guess it's hard to kind of. It's not really that low point that leads well, into. Well, not the... really a low point, but like you know, when you're watching a movie and you go, "Oh, we've just hit Act Three. Like yeah. here's our yeah. third act. To me, I never got that in this film. Yeah, like. 
it's probably yeah. mate, when it goes from there was, there was an Empire Strike Back moment because the the well okay now we're getting into a little bit of spoilers for the Black Phone so okay. skip ahead if you want to get to the Thor review. Um, I think, pot, like, even if you try to call it, like, Act 3 is from when the first kid is trying to help him over the phone. No, that's two. Then Act 2 is like a yeah, minute. Yeah. Exactly. I, that's I what I mean. It's like, then what do you do? Act 3 is when the uh, motivation of him trying to escape becomes all the... So you think the kids are all individually trying to help him escape. Spoilers, mm-hmm. obviously. But in reality, they're all actually filling in pieces of a puzzle for the climax. Yep. Yeah. Um, maybe the climax is when his motivations change from listening to the, each individual kid and trying to escape to mm-hmm. we start heading into this. But there's no, there's no he's, he's putting it moment together. you can pinpoint for it, which is my really. kind of my criticism here <laughs> is that it kind of just feels like there's no. Certainly there's a change of the motivations. But yeah. yeah. There's no it's... climax and there's no, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like the closest you get to a climax is the like. The end of the movie. <laughs> I love the feel yeah. of the film too. I I really love these movies that kind of just go, like when every like I have my biggest gripe with films nowadays that Marvel's kind of fucked everything where everything's got to be funny. Yes. Yeah. And so I love humor in films that come out of like that are funny for that context. Like, like when she like says, the "What the hell, Jesus?" Or like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" When she says that. That is yeah. so funny because, like, yeah, it just works so well into what the film is, and it doesn't break what the film, that the themes and the tone of the film. Yeah, and like, she she doesn't go on about it forever or anything. Mm. It's just one moment. It's which and, just it feels breaks the completely natural. Audience mm. it, it feels completely natural. Like mm-hmm. I, I was very happy that this film definitely did not try to be a comedy as well. Well, not like a comedy, but like. It didn't try to do the like mainstream jokes. Movie thing. Yeah, like there, nothing in the script was written as a joke. No, like that character the, was the only thing just that could funny, yeah. be considered comedy is the brother. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, of, he is a bit of comedic relief through. actually. Yeah, he, he, he's also he, he's older. He's, and he has, so, he has like twenty there, seconds you, of screen yeah, time. Yeah, you know who the actor the actor is the same actor as uh, old Eddie from uh, Eat Chapter Two. Oh, you know, so you know the the hypochondriac kid. He's yep. the older version of him from the second hit oh film. Um, Honestly, while the film was happening, I was like, "Man, this guy looks a little bit like something like you can't afford Jake Gyllenhaal, <laughs> but you got this guy." Which is funny because everyone's dream casting for old Eddie in It Chapter Two is Jake Gyllenhaal, and they got this well, guy. There you go. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's so. who he reminds me of, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. I couldn't put my finger on it. Um, yeah. The second oh. his face appeared, I was like, oh, you, you, you look a bit like Jake Gyllenhaal. That's what it is for sure. Um, yeah. In terms of what I was going to say, no, I love that um, we didn't see the kids get grabbed. Each time it led up to that, you just saw the van and that was it. And yeah, then it would just it fade to, to black. Imagination. Oh. I loved that. And then I, when it actually happens, it's like, uh I love like the, the dream walking. Um, yes. sequences with yes. the young girl, how everything was filmed like old, like old style, it's very grainy. Yeah, but and they the kept one... intercutting it as well, and it just it gave it this really like off putting vibe. The uh, the Stranger Things sequence, ah, Fox on the Run, <laughs> yes. was amazing. Yeah, and then the little girl also in that was was good. Yeah, yeah. 
like her just climbing into the police car with him and everything. Like, yeah, that was a yeah, great. She comes in. Yeah, that was a great moment of us seeing one side of the conversation, then it backtracks and we see the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, no, like other than <laughs> some uh, some physics flaws with a certain cable going up uh, carpet. That- I don't think anyone saw that and was like, oh, he's going to use that to push the cable up. No, they're like, oh, he's going to try and climb up it. Yeah, he right? pushes the cable up. The ru- that does not how that would work. That would not work like that. No one would decide that the rug is the tool to feed the cable up a wall. It doesn't make any sense. And the cable goes through the bars. Instant. Oh, and then it just really magically in CG, because they couldn't film yeah. it normally, it just goes and then just curves back around immediately. Okay, Amazing. He had a tube. He had a tube. The, he had a perfect tool. The phone cable at one point is really easy to break, and then at another point, it really isn't. Yeah, it, it, no, Brayden, he cut that with the knife. Oh, well, he wasn't holding anything, he just <laughs> did it. He didn't have what knife? Oh, bless. oh, no, not the knife, yeah, the little he cut it with his NASA, the NASA pen, the NASA flashlight. I, mean, I mean, it's it's a random Blumhouse. Oh, it's absolutely like this. He, he also stabs Ethan Hawke with the Saturn Five, which is which yeah. is good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I loved like the fact that they were warning him, like, "Don't go upstairs; it's a trap, so I can beat the shit out of you." Yeah, oh, that was great. And then that one shot where you see him at the bottom of the staircase, and you get this really slow pan, and then they reveal Ethan Hawke, Ethan Hawke there. sitting there, terrifying. I mm. uh, loved the scene where every he... time Ethan Hawke entered, it was great. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ethan Hawke being asleep and him trying to get the combination to leave—that was a great scene. Yeah. The Ooh. sequence. Uh, just the way that was shot, where you can always see Ethan Hawke in the back. Yeah, I was honestly the entire time just watching that one point, expecting his head to turn or something. I, th- I think it's the first time we see upstairs is when he's warned, oh, don't go up, like he wants you to. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then the first time we peer up, at the same way he would peer up, kind of coming around the corner, and that's yeah. when it's the most freakiest shot of Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. He's got his yeah. shirt off. He's rocking... A dad he's, he's not look. He's not looking bad. I mean, he's, he, yeah. Oh, I mean, he was weirdly quite clean shaven. Yes. Yeah. He was like, I very mean, hey, good for him. But yeah, he's just kind of manipulating his muscles and stretching and adjusting yeah. his position, Ooh. but doing it in the most methodical, like crazy person, yeah. way. You know, just so unsettling his to neck watch. and his, you know, like, ugh. Yeah. yeah. Ethan Hawke, everybody. I really, I, I really, really enjoyed the film. Other than, other than it, you know, probably being a bit tired of the beginning, dragging on a little bit longer than I, I feel like it should have. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But they're all setting, they're setting a few things up. There was some couple bad dialogue moments when some kid mentions his dad in Nam. Yeah. <laughs> I think there are oh, a few man, the like funny that. Shit. There, there were a lot of story points which I felt like could have spent more time on mm-hmm. uh, or less time. I'm sure if it was a short story or a novel, they, they would expand upon. Like there's the whole how the girl was touched and there was sh- yeah. small mention of her mother and her backstory, but they she's just, just a bit supernatural. Yeah. yeah. And then the police are totally cool with it. They're like, oh, yeah. sweet. We got this little uh, dreamwalking vision girl. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, they kind of go serious for a second, like, how do you know about the balloons? Like, obviously yeah. it wasn't in the dream, so what the fuck's up? And then they're just like, then, yeah. And then they're just like, okay. oh, yeah. <laughs> We're sending oh, yeah. all our reinforcements on this one lead. <laughs> Little girl this says girl it's here. Let's break in. <laughs> no it's warrant. Not... The 80s was a different Yeah. Time. I mean, yeah, it was, yeah, the 70s and 80s were the wild, wild west. So. Uh, it's all a bit of fun, isn't it? 
Yeah, I think I think I ended up giving it a three. three I, I gave I, it three and a half. It. I enjoyed it. I would watch it again. Well, I don't know. I could be on a rewatch. I could really feel the length. I yeah, I'd probably feel the length. I think this would be but a really long was it? to watch. Probably an hour and forty, but you uh, hour forty eight, but you feel every minute of it. Yeah, like okay. it's one where if I catch someone watching it, I might sit down. Yeah, you know? I think I think this is the most fun to watch when you're with people because as we were watching it and it was the us sitting there in the theater, there was nothing more than I wanted was for us to crack a quick joke in the middle of something. Did you hear Alexi like, freak out at one point? About it. No, what point was that? Uh, the, the first jump scare with the kid. And he just turned oh. and goes, bro, that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just silently hugging my popcorn. Like, <laughs> Whereas the, it was the Nam line that got me. Oh my God. So there's this the kind of badass kid. And the only explanation, the only He's backstory. Out a kid. Yeah, the only backstory to his character is just like, my dad fought in Nam and he didn't let his friends, he didn't leave his friends behind, so neither will I. Dude, when, when I think I turned to you and mentioned the cable, growing up, the Ragnarok went, that's not how that works. And then after he opens the, the after he smashes open the, the wall, with, with a porcelain oh, toilet lid, that would definitely yeah, break. The- the yeah. ceramic toilet top. Yeah. Um, they made them different back in the day. Yeah, and then when, when he smashes that, it cuts to another shot of it, and it's perfectly square now, and Chris yeah, just and turned it, to me. It's instant, the cut. Chris just turned to me and went, oh, yeah, time to square it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he made it perfect. It was like, yeah. yeah. It, like, it, it was, was clearly made with a saw. <laughs> like, ah, go on. If you're going to yeah. do it, at least do it properly. Come on. Yeah. 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 Small continuity error there. Don't see them too often. More like that the obvious. black camera. Excellent. Yes. But yeah, I, I, I do recommend people go watch it. I think, it's, I think it's a good little horror movie. Yeah, I think it's a good film. I think it's a very enjoyable, yeah. a good film. Three and a half, I'd give it three and a half. All right. Now, it's, 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 it's the big one. Mm. Michael, Michael, time to time to jump in this conversation. Michael, oh, why can I, I tag, this one. tag him this for Chris. One. I want a hot tag with Chris. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'll just mute my mic for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I well, definitely changed my camera when I did that. Yeah, a little bit. Um, it came out the fourth Thor movie from Marvel. La Vantanda. The second, second Thor movie from Taika Waititi. Very clearly. Um, Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, we've got two Thors this time. Um, and I think, I mean, we'll start with no spoilers, obviously, because we want other people to feel like they can go see it if they want to. Oh, Brain who, talks about who's it. starting? Who's really starting? <laughs> I didn't love it. Yeah, look, that I was didn't that thunder was I know, I hate me too. A little bit, I guess. That's the only part of the title left for me to try and go with here. And? And I ended it quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. This is... So, my, my, my first takeaway coming out of this Taika movie way. was very much... My first takeaway was this is, like, everyone being like, yep, yeah, okay, cool. We're cool with you doing all the Marvel movies and superhero movies and stuff, but don't lock people, like, don't lock the creators down in, like, you have to do these things and let the creator do whatever they want. And it's Taika Waititi, and they really, really 
ran with really it. Really, let Taika Waititi do whatever yeah. they wanted. This this does bring me to a thing that I wanted to quickly talk about. Um, mm. Talk about it. I saw it. I saw a TikTok <gasps> maybe a day or two afterwards, and it was someone talking about the movies, and he was talking about the thing with obviously Doctor Strange, uh, the second one, and this Thor was. They're not, they don't, there's no, nothing to really impact on like the Marvel universe at this moment from them. But I'm so okay these with two, that. Yeah, no. So these two movies are literally made for the creators. Like, it, that, the Doctor Strange is a Sam Raimi movie because it's like, yeah. he, it's him all over. And this is like a real, really Taika Waititi movie. Like, mm-hmm. they're not Marvel movies as such, apart from like characters. They're like products of their creator. Yeah. And yeah. I thought that was a very good point. It made me actually think about it a bit. And it yeah. made me think about um, Doctor Strange a bit more and has made me want to rewatch it because after the Thor, I was, I was still like, I think I like this Thor better than Doctor Strange. But after hearing that, I would, I'm wanting to give Doctor Strange another go around and see how I feel after. I like yeah. Doctor Strange better. Uh, I... Also, like Doctor Strange, better. Um, I this is this is a weird one for me because I've always been a a big advocate of like you know how there's the incredibly vocal comic book community who are like no, oh, you ruined our movie. Man. No, the comic um, book community is not vocal. Nah, not at all. <laughs> um, this is no joke. The first movie where I've caught myself going, man, just. Just the comics did it so much better. Like, mm. I, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like they did a lot of things dirty. Um, do, you, do you guys feel so like trouble. they took all the things that made Ragnarok really, really good and just tried to run with those things but throw it in your face at the same time? Is that, is that sort of feel like a valid? Korg, yeah. Look, I miss Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. <laughs> In this yes. one, quite a bit. Um, he was no, quite a good grounding force. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I the more I think about this film, the less I like it. Um, a lot of the comedy was very hit and miss. I'm open for directors do their own thing as long as it works inside the MCU and they're kind of, you know, one of my favorite Marvel films is one that people don't love, and that is Iron Man 3. Because Iron Man 3 is a Shane Black movie before it's a Marvel film. Yeah. And this is a Taika film before it's a Marvel film. Yeah. But I don't think it's a very good Taika film. No. Um, There's just, there's two, like, again, like like you said, the more I think about this movie and reflect on it, the less I like it. I love Jojo Rabbit, by the way. I love Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Jojo Rabbit is a masterpiece. I think think when it comes to Ragnarok, I think Ragnarok ran that line of being an MCU movie but being a Taika movie Well, there was a lot of, it wasn't just the Taika film, though, Ragnarok. There was a lot of other Mm. people. Like, there was a a few scripts that went through um, Mm. Ragnarok. Might, might, Might I say... It had a it had a normal script, and then Taika came in and punched it up. Yeah. And then Taika came in and gave it his Taikaness, which yeah. I think yeah. is what made that movie work. Yeah, it, like, I think this like, is yeah, sort just of the line Tykin-ness. of like taking a normal MCU movie and like get, taking that what they have originally and then giving to him to spruce mm. up. Whereas they've literally given him this from the get go and be like, all right, just run three. 
there was a lot of things in this film, comedy wise, that just did not. I didn't find funny. Yeah. The goats. Or this this reminds the goats get very old very quick. The goats. The goats. Uh, they were. By old, you mean like it would have been funny in like 2010? <laughs> to me, it was with the goats. The the original joke of the goats, where they're kind of the 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 pe- the people that they just kind of did something great for. They come out and they go, "Oh, it's our tradition to give you guys these presents." And clearly, they were just wanted to get rid of these screaming goats. Yeah, and yeah. that was the funny part of the joke. Was that that's a really good joke? Yeah, not when they're in the rest of the film screaming every yeah. moment they get a chance. Yeah. Uh, There's one joke that you pointed out that really didn't hit you, Choppy, from the start of the movie. It's uh, Thor riding um, Stormbreaker like the Wicked Witch of the West. um, Excuse me? Yeah. Yeah. Look. So he pulls Stormbreaker out of the ground and it's covered in like roots and vines because it's been there for a while. Because it's it's part of Groot. Yeah, because it's like a tree as well. Yeah. It starts to grow on the ground and he pulls it out and then he just hops on it and rides it. Like, like fully comedically, you see him with the background riding it and everything too. Is he doing like a witch laugh? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> he's he's very Wouldn't smiley and happy about it. Yeah, it's, he seems like he's real high. It's it's just so so weird yeah. and so like I just Sounds very didn't out of character. Find it funny? Yeah, it was really like I think I would have found it funnier if he was like, all right, cool, let's go do this, and he didn't even like swing the axe. If you just held it out in front of him and he just sort of started travelating. To like, me, there's yeah. a lot of jokes in the film that kind of were yeah. funny, but they just kept going. Um, mm-hmm. The love triangle yeah. between Milnia, Stormbreaker, and Thor it was yeah. funny at um, the start, but got old. The, the first, the first part of it that was funny was when. Thor was kind of looking at Mjolnir, and then the, ha- the hammer just slowly came into screen. Like, Brayden just yeah. did. It just went, like... Yeah. Had me, like, like legitimately, like, just just very... And, it, yeah. and it's right. a gigantic axe. Like, yeah. hilarious. Very funny. But then, like, yeah. they, they just keep running with the joke that, like, Thor keeps walking up to the hammer, uh, the axe throughout the film. He pulls beer on it and goes, here's your first beer, buddy. Goes, you know I love you. Yeah, yeah, he like, apologizes to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so that... Um, you finish, you finish. I just needed, the movie needed more Valkyrie. Valkyrie was extremely underutilized. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before Talk we, about underutilized characters. Uh, before we like, say that, I do want to say, like, in the, like, in, in the moment, it definitely got a lot of, like, a, quite a few chuckles. I don't think there was heaps of, like, out loud laughing, but definitely sitting back and reflecting on the things, like, they're not as funny. Like, in the moment, they seemed like, oh, ha, ha, because mm. you're in the movie, watching the movie and stuff, but See, definitely, it didn't like, make me laugh. Afterwards. Like, even in the movie, I wasn't laughing at some of this. In, in the theatre I was in, like, I can honestly only think back to maybe two or three moments where I was yeah. like, oh, everyone is laughing right now. The only yeah. time the goats got a laugh after the first time they appeared was when they slammed into Christian Bale's planet. Yeah, and, and when they land, yeah, they land. And, oh, no, but yeah, when it, 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 it's, a, it's a perception joke. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about Christian Bale. He Christian is, Bale. Christian Bale. There is, he is in a different movie than everyone else. Oh, and yes. I want to go watch his movie because yeah. he, he is like, the man can't do a bad performance. He is incredible in the film. He's this, genuinely like creepy and menacing. Although this he only has about 15 to 20 under, minutes of screen time. It's just under two hours long. There is another half hour of this movie that could make this movie fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's Christian Bale and being. I heard, so I've heard stories that. Taika Waititi just went out and shot a bunch of stuff 
and uh, and then went to go into the edit in editing. He wanted to make it into a movie. Like he went and just went. Oh, in Yikes. editing, we'll put it together and we'll make it the film. You know, and if we've learned anything about not planning things, mm-hmm. we know that Disney are very good at it. He just had a massive script that he went and he went and shot it all, and then you know, you know, there are scenes put the pieces together. Do you know who filmed scenes for this movie? Peter Dinklage, Jeff Goldblum, Lena Headey, all yep. all film scenes for these movies. Oh wow! Really? I did not know that. Yeah, and, and then you not- start to think, how did the, any of that get exactly. cut? It's under two hours. What is going on? Um. So yeah, it's just a lot of things. I feel like are different in like, uh, just didn't work well in the film for me. Yeah. Um. And going to some spoilers in the beginning of the film when we get this really big emotional scene with Bale and his daughter dies in the opening of the film. Yeah. And then we cut to this conversation with this god. Yeah. Which looked awful. Yeah, yeah that was real. The, that was really weird. The CG making him look bigger mm-hmm. was very, but, very off putting. What's this guy's name? I don't know what he's the god CG. I'm pretty sure he's a fictional god. Yeah. I want to look it up. <laughs> Isn't it doesn't he fight Zeus or something? Zeus Russell Crowe is Zeus well, in the film. Oh, Russell okay. Crowe yeah. is Zeus. Um, Which I will say, Michaela didn't know going into this movie. So the second he appeared on screen, Michaela just in her seat next to me just went, oh my God. I also didn't know that it was Russell oh Crowe. And I debating in my head, like, I really like Russell Crowe, but there's something off. Like, it doesn't, but it does, but it doesn't, but it does. Yeah. It was literally the same thing of me sitting there the entire what did, um, how was your, and it was really wondering if it was Carrington or not. How it, was was, that, um, it was that moment in my head. Brayden, how's your reaction to the Dumpling God joke? Dumpling God, I liked. I okay. liked Dumpling God. I, I felt like uh, a bit of like a Lego movie sort of exactly. like thing to me. That yeah. Felt, yeah. It um, it was very, sort of, it, that moment felt very like I didn't mind all the stuff. Lego movie, there's all the other Warner Brothers yeah. properties. I didn't mind all the stuff. In that God place, I thought that was all, all right. Yeah, um, I think it. I didn't uh, mind didn't, Russell Crowe. I all right. Oh, I'll say I'll save spoilers until the end. Um, yeah, I didn't mind Russell Crowe too much. Um, completely underutilized people. Valkyrie. Yeah. Tessa Thompson completely underutilized would have been fantastic. Oh, that that joke Valkyrie. with the grenade is awful, by the way. Oh, re- it goes way too long. Yeah, it, it, it just boring. grounded the movie to a halt. Yeah, it's rough. Um. Obviously, Christian Bale, Gore the God Butcher, severely underutilized, and I'll talk more about that when we talk spoilers. Um, and fucking Natalie Portman as Mighty Thor. Mm-hmm. How, how did you underutilize her? Like, this film does nothing for her, and Natalie Portman's trying her best with what she's been given, but mm. that, just from a sheer story perspective and a sheer character development perspective, they made Mighty Thor, like Jane Foster as Thor, completely like not important also, in any way. Disney, I know you love it, you love it, and it works well in the Mandalorian. But we got to stop the volume. We got to now, not for not for you can't big blockbuster movies. You can't use it as much as what you are currently like, using because uh, they used, it's starting to be very noticeable. They used the volume type technique in Batman, the Batman, um, mm. and they did that to get the perfect hour, which is yep. what they call in the movie the perfect hour. I think Braden knows 
I'm talking about the moment yeah. where the sun is setting, you get that big, nice orange um, yeah. hue glow. glow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, hey, it's a lot. It's a lot easier to film that when you're not on a time tranche. Yeah, so they used it there, and it works great. It looks great there. But in this, there was many moments where, like, it just kind of really showed the entire the entire sequence with the guardians at the start. Yeah, is very noticeable that it's the uh, volume. Thor, it's... the the battle of Asgard scene where Thor first meets Jane. It's in the trailer, yeah. and you can see it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was noticeable there. I thought Idris Elba's kid when his head popped up. I thought that looked noticeably bad. Yeah, oh, when his head just floated. Yeah. The disembodied head did look a bit yeah. janky. Yeah. yeah, I liked I liked that kid though. Oh, I liked yeah. that kid. I thought that kid was great. Um, Everyone's this saying this film is very focused on kids, which I don't mind. Um, yeah. Apparently, Chris Hemsworth and Tyker's kids drew the shadow monsters. That makes sense. Yeah, I love, but like, if, I don't want to shit on it too much. Uh, but yeah. uh, to say some positives, like Chris Hemsworth kills as Thor. Um, people compl- keep complaining that his he, they made Thor extremely dumb. In now, like Thor's just an idiot. Yeah, um, I don't care. I think Chris Hemsworth plays like not. He loves that. He loves playing this character now. And good on him. Is yeah. he? Is Thor meant to be this like genius, or is he just meant to be this big brute of a dude? Like he's just meant to be a guy finding his place in the world. I think at the moment. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, he's he's definitely like in a personal sense, which I feel like should have been the plot really of this normal. film, especially after Endgame. It very much, very much wasn't. Yeah, like it should have just been him finding his place. In it the was world, a now that montage that went yeah. for thirty seconds. Now that Valkyrie's taken over Asgard, and mm. he's not an Avenger anymore, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I love I love the scene on uh, Gore's planet, the action scene. Oh yeah, when the when fight. it was all black and white except what, for except their for the weapons, their colorless. Their, yeah, their weapons, um, illuminating color. That was a great sequence, and that was a great action scene. Mm. Visually yes. fantastic, awesome. it, it, like, and also like the creepiness of before that fight even oh, kicks yeah. off. Yeah, uh, Gore really well done. Gore interacting with the kids, incredible. Oh, one that, of my, I think my favorite scene in the whole movie. Yeah, he was so creepy, but so like, yeah, he was amazing in that scene. That scene was very well done. People have complained about the scene when Thor goes in to talk to the kids and Valkyrie's tickling, tickling his nose with a feather. People were like, oh, yeah. "This is an important." But, like, they need to get this information from and to the kids and you're kind of there fucking with Thor. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, one big criticism that I did see, I think it was Polygon uh, wrote in their review, um, they think that this movie is p- purely a vessel for jokes. And yeah. anytime there is any point of meaningful character development, meaningful plot and emotion Joke. of any kind... It has to be a vessel a joke, yeah. to prepare a joke. And look, I can definitely with a yeah, joke. I can definitely see that and definitely talk about some of these moments. They really do do that. But here's the thing. Like I mentioned it before. Um that great movie, Jojo Rabbit. Jojo hmm. Rabbit handles serious subject matter with comedy intercut into it so, so well. Yeah. I like it really baffles me that the same person who made Jojo Rabbit made this. Yeah, it it honest it feels like a swing and a miss. Yeah, it is. It I think that is a very good way to summarize this. Like, I definitely wanted it to be better than it was, 
especially coming off of Ragnarok, like I was, I had quite high hopes for this movie. Yeah, I bought the skins in Fortnite. Right. Let's, <laughs> and that's a review in of itself. Um, I think I gave it a three and a half. I've dropped it to a three two and, and a half. half. Two and a half. I've dropped now. it to a two and a half. Okay. I'm. I'm on a three and a half, but I'm definitely going to give Doctor Strange another. Where am I putting another it? Well, I think sitting at three like for me at the moment now. I think so I dropped might it end up swapping. today thinking about it. Yeah, um, I mean, the more I think about it, the lower it's going to keep going. So uh, in maybe a we should stop thinking about it. Um, should, I'm just going to stop thinking about it. Um, we should talk spoilers. I, I have it here. I want to uh, talk if you can see it. Oh, you won't. Do oh, you see it just next to Ant? I can't Ant? see that. So it's not in between. It's, yeah, no, I can't focus it. <laughs> it's between um, Ant-Man and... So it's between Ant-Man and um, better than Ant-Man, worse than Avengers Age of Ultron. Yep, I can see that. Okay. 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 Uh, which makes it, which sits it, because I'm going to keep annoying Braden here, uh, at number 18 out of 29 in my MCU. Damn. Yep. In, in, the, in the bottom half. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay. Well, guys, I'm thinking. Spoilers right now, and this is one of my biggest issues with this entire film. He's called Gore the God Butcher, and he kills one person on camera. Yeah. We're we're, we're showing a strewn of gods being killed in like a bit of a distress montage across the screen like sort of oh yeah like yeah, yeah you, definitely you see, you're like, only seeing him kill one you see photos of like three Ed. or four other yeah. ones yeah and we see thor visit the big one which is the iconic shot from the comics and you're like okay wow he killed that big guy gore must be really strong and you've only seen him kill that one guy in the starting opening scene and you're like, oh man, he's called the Gore, but like Gore the God Butcher. The Gore Butcher. He's, he's incredibly scary with his shadow demons and stuff. His big sword. He's he can travel through shadows. He's terrifying. Surely we're going to get a really cool action sequence with him. Could just decimating a bunch of people. Nope. 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 Kate Blanchett got that. Kate Blanchett got that. Kate Blanchett got to have a lot of fun with that. Is it really um, apparent that Taika did not give a shit about any of Thor's friends from the first two films? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, making fun of Sif, Lady Sif even existing. Yeah. Was, oh, and like glossing over like Korg in the narration being yeah. like, and that guy, and that guy, and that guy. It's yeah. like, wow, you, you just did everyone so dirty. Yeah, Taika Ooh. did not give a shit about them at all. Yeah. Um, tell you who else Taika did not give a shit about is uh, Jane Foster and her story of dealing with cancer and being human, yeah, and trying to trying to be a god. They just didn't care. That that was one of my things where it's just like they they didn't balance that with a comedy well at all. No, could have been really emotional, really good. I liked that first scene where she's sitting there getting chemo and she talks with the person next to her. And yeah, um, they've dropped uh, Interstellar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like that's hilarious. Like that entire scene where it was mainly comedic, but the entire premise of it is that she's sitting there getting chemotherapy. Yeah. So like, it's a it's a funny scene. She's, she's trying to make, she's it. trying to make light of a bad situation. 
But like, mm. it feels like it's just someone who's going through that situation. It's not like they're trying to shove some jokes down there to to make yeah. you think the situation of Kima. The other thing, it's not to do with the comedy, but the sort of last the scene before the big fight scene in the end, when like mm. Thor leaves her in the hospital and they like genuinely have like the heart to heart of like, I don't want you to do this because I want to like come back to you sort of thing. Yeah. That was good because they didn't shove comedy in it. Like that was meant to be a hard scene. It's like if you do this, you will you will die. Like, and I don't want to yeah. lose you again, sort of thing. And it was like that that moment, like that was a nice moment without comedy. Mm. I I also just have like, and this is where this is where I start to get very like, uh, you had so much good stuff to work with from the comics. Why didn't you just use the stuff from the comics? Like, so the entire premise in the comics is that. She is actually just straight up worthy of having Mjolnir. She didn't need drunken Thor to, to just be like, hey, give her permission like, to I, wield Mjolnir. With saying that, though, I do love the scenes between him and her in the beginning where they kind of have to fill in their relationship. I love yeah, those scenes. I like all that. And I love the interaction between him and his adopted daughter at the end, too. Yeah, that, that one I, I did actually quite like, even if I have no idea how I feel about where the fuck this plot is going. Who Cause, knows? Because Thor will return, apparently. Dude, Hensworth must love playing the character because he is... He, I He's really thought this might have been his last one. Yeah, I, I expected this one to be the passing of the torch. Yeah. And... No, <laughs> nope. I, nope. Um, yeah, uh... What was I thinking? Um, yeah, uh, and then for some reason, Jane having Mjolnir now is for some reason killing her with no explanation is as that, to why. Is that not in the comic? In the comics, they give you an excellent reason why. Why is that? Um, because when you wield Mjolnir, it completely reinvigorates you and brings you to the peak of like your ability and beyond. Yeah. But because of that, the chemicals in chemotherapy get completely rinsed out. Ah. So whenever she wields Mjolnir, it reverts her back to her natural state, which completely removes the the thing in the movies. It's just that it was using. It was literally just like it's it's sapping her of her strength. Ah. And it's like you, you had a perfect reason why. And you just gave it some bullshit reason that we've never heard of before you, for anyone using you guys movie? think that they tried to make this one a bit more kid friendlier so like when it does come to these sort of topics, they obviously they don't a push too hard with explanations they try and keep it sort of dumbed down and yeah. I can see that I can also see it just being that. Tyker and the other writer has, didn't. Has really Thor care. ever been able to transfer his power to people before? I think in very, the, very, very occasionally. Because I feel um, like it, all of the Wakandans could have used that when fighting Thanos. Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, that felt a little like, oh, okay, this feels OP, but sure. Oh, it felt just very last minute. It's never been set up that he can do this. Yeah. It felt very Shazam, the end of the first Shazam. Yeah. Movie. yeah. Wow, yeah, you're right. And that was another, like, family-friendly movie as well. I so. love Shazam, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Love that Shazam's great. Um, I, like, the whole thing with 
like now a big big spoiler um obviously jane foster dies and yeah. goes to valhalla where we get to see idris elba which should, is great i reckon we should have seen loki i reckon um, loki, that would have been great i reckon loki should have shown up there um that would be very it would have cool. been a good way to put hiddleston because this loki in this universe is dead he is dead and so he, he died dead. in battle Protecting. And he was he died honorably. Yeah, so I feel like he should have popped up here. It would have been good to that have. That would have been a cool him. moment. Mm. Um, um, so that brings us to the first of our end credits sequences. That's the second one. Uh, no, that was the last one, wasn't it? That was the last I'll one. I'll get to the first one in a sec. Can I get to the um, first one? Do we, I was going to talk about that in a minute. Do you know who's you playing Hercules? Yeah, I did see who's playing Hercules. He's here. He's there. <laughs> I was not He's every fucking that. where. Roy can. He can. <laughs> Roy Kent's playing Hercules from the MCU, Christian. Okay, that's cool. I'm in. Um, I can't wait for just a scene between him and Thor and he just goes... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, but Zeus not being dead is... I, I Instantly I was like, oh, well, okay, that feels like a bit of a cop-out. Um, and then having Hercules just pop up, which is like, yep, that makes sense. It's kind of what I was expecting in this movie. Um, I had that scene completely ruined for me because Mikhail and I were brainstorming how we would have done it. Um, and I feel like a, a way, better way to have sort of handled that is given us a big Gore the God Butcher scene where he completely massacres that entire space. And then end credit scene is we get a shot revealing Hercules returning to there, finding his father dead, mm. blaming Thor and vowing to go after Thor. Which I yeah. thought would have been a, a nice way to solve. You're, you're hitting two birds, one stone. You get a great Gore the God Butcher scene and you also get a reason for why Hercules is actually sort of doing it. Yeah, yeah I agree. And then, yeah, uh, getting Valhalla at the end with um, uh, Jane going there. Um, in the comics, at least, like, Odin was alive and Thor and Odin worked together to bring Jane back to life. But then that they don't give her Mjolnir to be Thor anymore. She actually becomes Valkyrie. Um, and she, it becomes part of the Valkyries, at least. And she's got this really cool new weapon and she rides on the Pegasus thing. Um, and I can see them hopefully doing something like that with, like, her being at Valhalla. Like, they can really lean into the whole, like, her leading people to Valhalla if she is Valkyrie. Um, in the comics, she works at a morgue to help people get there. Like, it's, it's really well done. And I like that we're finally getting some justice for Idris Elba because he was cast very early in the MCU. Yeah. And he's, a, he's way bigger than he was earlier. Um, so hopefully we get more. Yeah. That's yeah, all I have I to no say. I have no fucking clue what they're doing next uh, with the kid. My, my, I can round this off with my first thought after the movie finished, and I was like, wow, a free Guns N' Roses concert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what the movie yeah. was. That that was basically it. That was that was Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, Korg the movie. Korg the movie. Yeah, mm. uh, two and a half out of five. Uh, yeah, always gonna have to rewatch it when you do the big MCU watch. Yeah, three and a half for me. 
and we'll see if I can keep it there if I stop yeah. thinking about it too much. Three and a half from me, but definitely going to go watch Doctor Strange again. So they might swap around yeah. and I might go Doctor down Strange. three and put Doctor Strange up to three and a half maybe. I like Doctor Strange a lot. I like Doctor Strange, I like Doctor Strange too. It's really we all good. like Doctor Strange. Yeah. Well, it's good. It's, it's that's good. the show. That's, um, that's the show. Oh. Uh, Ms. Marvel's still really good. The finale's this week. I, have, I haven't seen it. the last two episodes. Oh, it's been really good. Yeah, it's have... been set actually in Pakistan. It's great. Ah, I haven't also watched the latest Only Murders. I did I watch see... that. I did watch that Sorry. last night, but we'll save it till next week. We can save it till next week. Yeah, we've yeah, gone McCann over and an hour. Finally gonna get to, McCann and I are finally going to get to watching um, Only Murders. We just finished Stranger Things, finally. Um, very nice. Is, I mean, it's Stranger Things. It's very good. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I'll jump on it very soon. Yeah, highly recommend. Um, I'm keeping it up I, my sleeve. Yeah, Stranger Things. <laughs> I think with that, that's that's that our everything? episode. Is that everything? We, I mean, we did Thor. We did Black Phone. We did. Oh, Chris, what was that movie you watched? Oh, I watched Million Dollar Baby. <laughs> it's not even worth men. Look, Gran Torino was better. <laughs> I'm seeing either. That's grisly. Really? Yeah. Well, get out there and watch Gran Torino. Seriously, Alex. That's I've, I, uh, I, I'm I missing, highly recommend that one. Eastwood one. Yeah, I'm missing yeah. the whole Eastwood era from my film knowledge. I've seen hardly any. He directed the Jersey Boys movie, so I've watched that one. Okay. Well, but yeah, honestly, this because you can tell it's Clint Eastwood the movie just because a lot of the vibes, and I was just like, oh, this reminds me of Gran Torino. Kind of wish I was watching Gran Torino. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, look, Million Dollar Baby's got some confusing themes. It 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 brings up this character and you love her and it brings it up and then it it just takes her down for no not much reason. I I was trying to read a review just to try and understand it and even they don't. Even they're like <laughs> the oh, people don't. Their reviews like, finishes on a on a high note like yeah and and it ends with the audience loving this character and, and having built her up. I'm like, no. It ends <laughs> with the audience grieving. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um that's that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> oh. uh. Well, yeah, uh follow us on your podcast service of choice. Subscribe over on YouTube. Leave a like and comment below and all that jazz. Follow us on your social media of choice. Um add Michael on Facebook. Add him. And as always, I'm Alex. I'm Braden. Christian. And I'm Michael. And we're out of here. Good night, everybody. <laughs>